Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kyle Beats podcast. Welcome back. My name is Kyle Beats, and we're here. We're back. Another episode. Today on the podcast, I have a YouTuber, entrepreneur, personal brand by the name of Big Dawes TV. If you don't know who Big Dawes TV is, he's had many viral videos slash pranks slash social experiments. He's kind of in that lane of things. Um, most recently, one of the most recent ones was he dressed up like Clay Thompson and he kind of looks like Clay Thompson. So everyone thought he was Clay Thompson and he went to the game and was taking pictures of fans and he does a ton of other stuff. But Big Dawes is a very popular YouTuber around five some point something million subscribers. He's built up a huge fan base over the past. I don't even know how many years. Although he does pranks and social experiments, he's he's always had a lot of interest in music. So I really wanted to bring him on here and kind of talk about, not only talk about his life and everything, he's a cool dude, but also talk about his thoughts on music and getting into it and figuring out how to make songs and stuff like that for the first time. And he's put out a whole album, he's put out music, he's worked with rappers like Futuristic and and other people. He's even performed in front of thousands of people uh, doing music. Uh, kind of leveraging off YouTube. I also wanted to get him on here just because he has figured out YouTube in his category, in the pranks, social experiments category, which is also like its own thing, like the producer nature, the music nature, whatever. Um, so he has a lot, of, he had a lot of like insightful information about YouTube and about building a personal brand. And we talked about a ton of good stuff in this one. You guys are really gonna enjoy this one. Uh, shout out to Big, Daw Big Daws for coming through. Yeah, keep in mind too, um, for most of these podcasts, like literally I'm reaching out to people that I kind of know through a friend or, or whatever. And most of these, if not all of these, I'm literally talking to this person for the first time, which this one was too. So obviously we're trying to get to know each other as well as uh, do a great podcast for you guys. But with that being said, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or left a rating, make sure you do so. It's lit. Go follow me on YouTube, search Kyle Beats, and let's get into the podcast in three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome back to the Kyle Beats podcast. We're back. We're doing it. Another podcast. It's lit. Today on the podcast, we have the one and only Big Dawes TV. What are you at on YouTube? Five million subscribers now? Yeah, five, 5.4 million, something like that. Yeah, I just looked today. If you guys don't know who Big Dawes is, he's a YouTuber. He is an entrepreneur, if I want to say that. Oh, yeah. Um, influencer whatever you want to call it i you just i mean you kill it on all social media platforms and uh an aspiring artist as well so what's going on dude welcome to the kyle beats podcast what's up man hey it's good to be here dude i've, I've only done a couple of podcasts so I'm, I'm kind of excited to just talk and i've been listening to more podcasts as of recently so it's kind of like it's cool to be on one yeah, it's the new wave. Um, I just like started listening to them. I don't know, like a, a year ago, maybe. And just like, I'm so because you can just do other things while you're listening to them. Right. It's just a lot yeah. more like convenient, just especially now because like everyone's trying to multitask and do 100 things at once. So like 
now you can consume content while you're doing other things. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah, I was just driving, uh, went and visited my family for the holidays. They live out in Kansas, uh, and I'm based in Phoenix. So it was like an 18-hour drive. Damn. And towards like the end, I was just dead tired, couldn't listen to music anymore. So I just threw on like a Joe Rogan podcast and yeah. got me through so easily just yeah. listening to that. It just like wakes up your mind. It's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, shout out to shout out to Cam for helping us link a little bit. He didn't really plug it in but i i was like hey i know cam fucking whatever how did how did you like how do you know cam did you just follow him because he's an artist so i've been listening to cam for probably like six maybe seven years now i'm not even sure how how long he's been doing music but i i've been listening to him like from when he was first starting i think um and always been a, a big fan of his music so um I never even followed him on any social platforms until like I don't know, probably a year ago, maybe less. Yeah. And um, and then I guess uh, we got connected through that. You know, it's it's because I um I remember I met Cam through some company. I mean, some company that I started. Um, it was like a this is like two thousand. This is like right after I graduated college, like two thousand fourteen. And we were partnering with him to like, it was like an app and it was some app that we got an investment for. And like, we partnered with him to like go on like a small tour and help promote it and stuff. And actually I'm pretty, have you ever, have you ever heard of the app called, or it's not an app anymore, but have you ever heard of you crush? This is like in 2014. Uh, I don't think I have. Is, yeah. is that like a, one of those like candy games? Or? Nah, it was just like a it was just like a startup company that we started. We got like an investment for a hundred thousand dollars to like go do something, and um, we hired on like I mean we hired on a CEO <laughs> to to help us run it. <laughs> Fucking, I mean, this is like right out of college, so you're just getting right. your feet wet. But um, you learn a lot of shit quickly. But um, I think we I think the kid that was CEO was um, he contacted you and I think he contacted angry picnic and uh, we actually did like a couple sponsorships oh, with angry picnic. I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> Cause I didn't, I didn't send emails to you. I didn't do anything. Okay. Like we were the founders. I know who you're talking about that. Now that rings a bell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. It was a pretty, it was a good experience to learn how like, you should just fucking run your own companies and not right, like right. whatever. But at the same time, I'm making beats now for a living. Like I'm fucking glad that that's pretty that did not ever work out. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, but anyways, at the beginning of these podcasts with new guests, I like to just go through a small origin story, background story of how you got into like YouTube, how you got into all this and how you, how you kind of like, created this big Dawes brand and where are you are you from phoenix i'm from kansas oh okay yeah nice um so i mean yeah basically uh growing up i i loved like um so it all started when i saw jackass i mean i feel like a lot of kids in america it's kind of have a similar story but i saw jackass when i was in like fifth grade and um i was like this is pretty sick Mm. (laughs) and uh so i was like you know i i kind of want to do something like this so i asked for a video camera for christmas that year got a video camera for christmas and then so it started off where i I wanted to be a stuntman 
like that was my thing i wanted to just do stupid shit with my friends and record it so i started doing that with all my buddies in the neighborhood and you know i would like record like the intro to jackass with like the whole movie thing and then i would edit it and then put my videos after it um <laughs> but yeah so i started doing that and then um i didn't really grind too hard on it uh i was really big into basketball so i, I played basketball all through high school mm-hmm. and then um i actually tried to play a little bit in college um and realized I just didn't really want to follow that anymore. So I read an article about how you can make money on YouTube. So then as I was going to college um, out here in Arizona, I started posting on YouTube. And for the first year, year and a half, it didn't do really anything. I think a year and a half in, I, I had just hit like a thousand subscribers after a year and a half. And then I had a video called Eating Junk Food in the Gym. Yeah, I remember that, that really took off. Um, and so then after a year and a half of only 1,000 subscribers, and a year later it was 100,000, then a year later it was a million, and then it just started growing yeah. like one, two million a year. That's crazy. Just kind of, <laughs> yeah, and then every video after that, like every single video went viral. That's crazy. What type I'm of here? What type of videos were you posting at the beginning? Was it like similar stuff, or did you? Yeah, like- it was all pretty much like the same stuff that I'm posting now. Yeah, um, but just shittier equipment. Um, yeah, shittier production. Like it was, it was funny because of how raw it was, but it was also like, it was just very raw, which some yeah. people like more, honestly. But it wasn't necessarily designed to go viral. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's crazy because, like, it's crazy going. Like, I feel like, because, like, producers, YouTube is, like, the main way where producers are kind of both selling their beats and now with this whole, like, making a beat series that I'm doing and a lot of other producers are doing. um, just like I feel like getting that first 1,000 subscribers or that first 100 subscribers is like the hardest thing you can do because like you totally. were saying like the first 100,000 and then you got to a million the next year and then after that it was just a million every single year right which is insane yeah first million's the hardest so do you know do you know like how much do you know about me like how much do you know about the YouTube scene the producer scene and all that Honestly, I don't know a ton about the whole producer scene on on YouTube. Um, you're gonna have to fill me in, honestly. <laughs> Basically, I'll give you a little background on my story. I think I think it will it will be fitting just so you get to know me a little bit better. Okay. But basically, um, two years ago, 2016, I was broke. I also went to college, played soccer in college. Um, I was taking it seriously pretty much to the end. I knew I didn't want to play. Like, I mean, I knew I didn't want to try to play professional pretty much in mm-hmm. high school. I just like, it was, it's, it was hard to play professional soccer and like, it wasn't very appealing to play in the MLS. It wasn't like you get signed to the MLS and then, you know, you get a huge check. It was just like, right. I don't know. It wasn't very appealing. I also didn't like the idea of like someone else being able to control, you know what I mean? Like if I didn't make a team, it was up to somebody else. It wasn't really up to me. So all through college, I kind of just played soccer, whatever, whatever. 
left college, was just starting companies like I was telling you before the podcast, just in and out of startup companies, just trying to start things. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to make money on my own and um, just not have to work a job, I guess. And then um, I moved to Florida randomly, still trying to figure stuff out, was about to go broke. And in between this, I was always making videos. I was working with like artists, making music videos, like recording, like figuring out editing, learning how to make beats and just trying to be creative. I was going on tours with Cam and shit, like fucking (laughs) DJing for him. Like after I met him, I was like, fuck this. I was like, I wanted to be his videographer. I got on a tour and I ended up DJing for him as well, as well as like editing his videos and shit. And then. I was just always involved in music and then I seen on YouTube um, people were making money just posting their beats on YouTube and selling them. So I was like, fuck this. Like, I've been doing beats for three years on and off. Like, I'm just going to go all in. And then like literally the month I was about to go broke, I started selling beats on, on Instagram, actually, not even YouTube. Just like... It, it just worked immediately? No, it took me like... I mean, it took me four or five months, I would say, to once I fully committed to it. So like the beginning of summer 2016 and then like October, we actually went on a tour with Mike Studd. um, And then like on the tour, I was just on Instagram the whole time DMing artists and finding artists. And eventually it went from a couple hundred bucks a week. And I, I got back from tour. I was like, all right, I need to figure this out. And then it went from a couple hundred bucks a week to like 300 bucks a week, 400 bucks a week. And then month to month, it just kept slowly going up to the point where I was making a thousand bucks a week just off of fucking just DMing people on Instagram essentially. And just creating this weird like salesman (laughs) beat brand on Instagram. That's awesome, dude. Just trying to sell exclusives and shit to people. Right. And then from there, um, this is like a year after that. This is like 2000. 17 like summer of 2017 my mom ended up getting cancer and though even though i was making money i was like fuck this like i was trying to move to la i actually moved back home for like the summer to like make that transition to la just because like that's where i wanted to be i was going to move there with cam and then mom ended up getting cancer like stage four brain cancer pretty serious and i was like i was like hear that man like it just I couldn't do anything about it, so I just pushed it just pushed me into it just pushed me into like overdrive. So then I started because I knew how to use a camera already. I knew how to do everything. I had a pretty good camera. I had a Canon 6D, I knew how to use it. I was putting out beat making videos like once a month, but I was like, fuck this. People were starting to put posts like videos of them making beats and getting uh-huh. views. Like people were fifty thousand subscribers, like one kid a hundred thousand subscribers. I was like, fuck this, like, I'm just going to go all in and just start posting every single day, just like barely sleeping. And then it was like episode eight of this making a beat series that I had just started popping off. And now it has a million views. And I think the second day or something, it got like 15,000. Wow. And then from there, like, you know, the fucking YouTube grind, this is a slow grind, like video by video. I've been posting every other day since then. Just planting seeds. Yeah, just like helping my mom because I can work from home. So I was able to help my mom while my sister's not here. And I've been doing that since fucking for like a year and a half now. And now I'm at 170K. And um, yeah, now there's like a there's like a big niche that's been built in the producer right. community. And um, I don't know. It's exciting. 
yeah that's that's awesome man but yeah that's <laughs> that's my story that's my uh how's your mom's story she's doing good man i mean we moved to a uh new house which is better for her um yeah i literally just came i literally just came like f- just from the night nurse is here now and night nurse gets here at 9 p.m so i came right from there to do this <laughs> wow and then i'm gonna go to bed and wake up and fucking go crazy again tomorrow but um <laughs> but anyways how did you get into music like because you succeed on youtube and you wanted to put out an album right and you've done you did a sh- mm-hmm. you know i i toured with futuristic too right okay sick. I, I went on the huey mac and cam meekins was on that tour but okay. like you performed with futuristic you opened up yeah. for him you put out a whole album you did music videos like tell me about that process like figuring all that okay. stuff out and like yeah so like around the same time uh you know when i was younger and i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do you know when i wanted to be just a stunt man um at, at that same time i had also uh gotten really inspired after i saw eight mile which uh, once again is like really generic and <laughs> like a thousand other kids have done the same thing yeah but so i started like rapping with my brother in my room and then every every night before i'd go to bed I would turn on my my iPod and I would just sit there and try to freestyle and I would just mess up, mess up, mess up. And I just like, oh, I suck so bad. But I I have like an addictive personality. And if I want to do something, I'll sit there for 30 hours until I get it done. Um, So, you know, I started coming up with little rhymes. And um, so I started rapping and then, you know, throughout middle school and high school, uh, me and my friends, we had formed several rap groups and, you know, just we, we would freestyle for fun, you know, like drive around and freestyle and just have fun with it. And so after I graduated from high school, um, I was going to community college in Kansas still at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, a lost point in my life. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so me and my buddy we were like you know let's just like like record an album start making music so we were doing that you know the the goal is to be like a rapper you know i feel like a, a lot of high schoolers you know have the same the same goal so we mm-hmm. were just in that in that crowd in that category and, so you've um, been recording music like before all this yeah before even before youtube oh. um so my buddy um that i went to high school with he moved out to Arizona to go to school and um, he told me about this school called CRASS, is a conservatory of recording arts and sciences. Um, so I don't, I don't like going to, you know, college and going to regular school. And I was like, Oh, well, if my parents want me to go to school, I'll just go to school, but for music. So mm-hmm. um, the plan was for me, and my buddy, Chris, who's in a lot of my videos, our plan was to move out to Arizona so we could, you know, all being Arizona would be a fresh start and we'd be able to make music. Um, but the school's like 18 grand for for like a nine month program. So I ended up not being able to afford it. My buddy ended up going there, but I ended up not being able to afford it. So I just went to community college in Arizona. Um, and that's when kind of the prank started taking off. So um, I kind of just made the transition of, you know, wanting to do music and, you know, be a producer and start my record label into, I guess, becoming like a prankster slash making videos because it kind of just took off over the whole music thing. So I was like, oh, if this is what, what's working. We're going to go with this. So 
I continued to do the YouTube videos and I always loved music still. So I, I was trying to find ways to, you know, include uh, the music stuff into my YouTube videos. So that's where like the nerds freestyling videos came from. Yeah. Um, the, See the that, making the album. So that's the good yeah. part about like having just like that personal brand is you can kind of totally. like you were saying, you play basketball in high school and like college, like you were able to implement that in your videos and right. like it looked cool. Like I was just watching the Clay Tom, the fake Clay Thompson one. Okay. And you're like dunking on people and dribbling around people. Like it just made it that much better that you could actually fucking dribble a basketball and shit. You know right. what I mean? Have you, have you seen the uh, nerd plays basketball at uh, the nerd balls on strangers? Yeah. 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 I saw that one too. I think I just yeah. watched you, you put together like a best of 2018 thing, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just right. watched that one. Nice. Yeah, so that's what's cool because, you know, I can kind of take all the talents of what I've done in the past and just hobbies and passions and kind of see, you know, if I can turn it into really anything entertaining and and put it on my YouTube channel. So that's what's cool about, you know, the freedom of YouTube is you can kind of make it whatever you want it to be. When you, um, so the first time I stepped on a stage and it was like, I think the first big show I did was the show we were Cam was opening up for Sammy Adams. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, I do. But um he was doing a big show in like Portland, Maine, and there's like two thousand people. And um it was before that we did the tour with Huey Mack, the biggest show was like five hundred and it was like insane. And I was so bad at <laughs> DJing, like did not know like I stepped out there just like the first like six shows didn't even use a mic i just stepped out there head down fucking wow. press play <laughs> like <laughs> just like the nerves just get to you like you don't know what oh, to yeah. do you don't have the skills built up like whatever but by that time i went through a whole tour i did the we were doing the show in portland two thousand people they were going crazy it was just like a one show thing so you're you're full with energy and it was just like I think from that moment on, I was like, dude, I have to do something where this is involved again. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe my songs are ass when I put them out and nobody likes them. Maybe I'll DJ like that. Did you feel that energy from that crowd? Cause oh, I remember I watched, 100%. I, I think I watched like your vlog. Like I remember when, cause I think that was, a, that was a really big show for futuristic at the time too. Cause it was in Arizona. Right. It was like thousands of people. Um, and like you were opening up, it was such a crazy like thing that was happening. Like, did you feel that energy? And you were like, damn, because <laughs> it's Dude, a different type of energy. 100%. So I, I had never been on stage, never performed in my life before yeah. that moment. So here's like 2000 plus people. I'm like shitting my pants. And I just remember like, you know, it, we had just, uh, I don't, yeah, that's right. The album wasn't even out yet. This is a, a month before the album was easy, even going to be released. So I didn't even hardly know the words to the songs. <laughs> so so I practiced so much that I almost lost my voice before Damn. the concert. Yeah. It's like, okay, you gotta chill out, you gotta stop. Like you're gonna you're gonna be fine. Um but yeah I was so nervous. I was losing my <laughs> voice and we ended up going out and just fucking killing it. Like That's I didn't th we didn't mess up one line. Everything was perfect. So uh for those of people that that are listening that don't know me, so the whole album that I did, it was like an alter ego like persona. So I played this nerd character 
uh, goes by the name of Ernie. And so I dress different and I talk different. And, um, so that's like the whole, the whole thing is like playing the character. It's like a nerd that can rap. Uh, so it's like, you want to be, be expecting it, but we rode out, uh, onto the stage on scooters on razor scooters Mm -hmm. and then just like kicked them off to the side of the stage and just the beat dropped and just started going in. It's like an out of body experience, you know, like once you start going, like you don't even know, like what's going on you're just doing it i think one of the best one of the best feelings for me was being able to go from going up there and like the first bunch of times even like that first whole tour i feel like a lot of the times i would go up there and i'll go up 15 minutes before cam went on he was always like the first opener every fucking show we did almost so like the crowd is like haven't heard any music yet i'm the first one on stage so like i'll go up there 15 minutes before play some music yell in a mic and like every time i feel like the crowd was like almost owning me and i was just right. trying to say something cool <laughs> but like <laughs> the best feeling ever even like the sammy adams show but like i think one of the best feelings ever was when one of the first time especially that mike stud tour because he had, he like sells out the fucking venues and like pretty his fans are crazy and like the best feeling is when you you're able to go up there and kind of just control the crowd and like i could, right. now i could just stand up there and be like all right no big deal let's i can someone could come through the door right now and tell me all right there's fucking 10,000 people out there they don't know who you are do something and i'd be like all right sweet you know what i mean because you i could stand totally. i could stand there fucking doing a handstand looking at the crowd and not feel like nerves anymore and like once right. you're able to get over that and get that feeling of like being able to control the crowd and I don't know the confidence to step up there. It's like a good, it's like a beautiful thing. <laughs> totally dude. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And I haven't performed since. So I'm definitely Damn. looking to bust that out again soon. How, how did you, why did you choose like the whole for the album? Did you choose the Ernie character because it would kind of like blend well with the main channel so that you could like promote it on your main channel yeah that's what i was thinking yeah it was like uh my most popular character so yeah i just went i just went with it and um yeah i mean it did well i think the first cup like the first week we were like top 15 on the hip-hop charts on itunes damn that's um, sick which was pretty cool Uh, but um i wanted i've been planning on doing another one soon it's just finding the time to do it yeah i gotta get you some beats man <laughs> i know i gotta hop on i just gotta do a few singles and then the album will come yeah but yeah i want to do like an album called like personality disorder or something where i have like all of my characters on it i have like a redneck character gangster character uh yeah yeah a cuban character and just drop bars with all of them <laughs> um what do you think what do you think was the hardest part for like kind of like putting a song together and and like finishing it you know what i mean like yeah for me it was a whole different struggle because i it was like you know i was playing the ernie character so i would be in the studio all day and i would just be basically you know acting you know being someone that i'm not yeah so playing this character and you know putting these verses down it's his character over and over and over i felt like i've heard a lot of actors say like you know they kind of go crazy when they're playing a character so much that that's kind of how i felt yeah i felt like i was like wow this is so weird like 
<laughs> I'm just <laughs> it was just such a trip <laughs> and I'd get like stuck in my character I'd like, come home and be like I'd be like um <laughs> hey what the fuck's like... going on <laughs> yeah just like talking <laughs> talking like Ernie all the time unreal. yeah so that was weird and then um like I'm really good at writing lyrics but sometimes I struggle with like you know finding the flow that was my next biggest Dude, thing that is like, like you know, the just... complete opposite of me that is literally really? the complete opposite of me yeah i'm so trash at fucking i'm not trash at writing lyrics like if you put on like a dj premiere beat i could probably freestyle and maybe i'll do something crazy and sick and it's amazing and then i'll completely forget it and be like what the fuck did i just say but like <laughs> that's something because i've made so many fucking beats now and like the beats are like the beats are like up there now. Like I'm known on the internet as one of the, the best internet producers and like, um, like something, the reason I started wanting to put out music was just like, I'm making these beat making videos every single day or every other day. And people, and people are hearing me mumble little things. Cause like, if, if you want to get a beat and sell it, like I'm so used to just like mumbling words so that you, so that you mm -hmm. know that it can work. You know what I mean? So, right that's how i started doing it so now like i have all these ideas for like melodic flows and shit i just like i'm like what okay. the fuck do i want to talk about yeah <laughs> if you're making beats you you've got to be able to flow yeah <laughs> like I, I couldn't make a beat if my life depended on it yeah i was gonna say did you get into like the production at all like no 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 like i used to like you know try to do like mixing and mastering stuff but yeah. never like i tried it's i bought like a little hard, beat man. machine it takes a while I, I, I gave up i was like this is just not some people are born with this and i'm not one of them well that's the thing though is like that's the thing though is like dude it fucking people look at me now and and they're just they'll they'll email me and be like hey man just starting to make beats like two months ago can you listen to my beat and i'm like dude i am not gonna listen to your fucking beat unless because <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's just not you don't want me to listen to that beat it's not gonna be good like it's just not right. gonna be i'm gonna listen to my beat i listened to my beats from a year ago and people were like praising me a year ago posting these videos i'm like damn this is so weak like right. this is that and blah 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 like there's so many little things that i noticed so like it takes a long time to like Per, like to do something like music you know what i mean it takes a long time to perfect mm -hmm. that especially making beats and it's like people have to understand that like fucking someone like me was doing this behind the scenes for years before i started like figuring it out and putting it together on the internet just for fun too just like three years right just for fun like in college and um yeah it's where do you go to school time. at uh umass lowell okay Played soccer there. Division one, baby. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Well, it was division two when I went there though. <laughs> okay. And then uh <laughs> What position? I played center mid. Okay. Nice dude. But yeah, that was my that was like my whole life. I feel like that's something I'm like kind of passionate about a little bit too. Um I don't think my f fan base is filled with athletes, but like just like I mean, all my fucking, it's, it's such a weird thing after college. I mean, even if you don't play a sport, but like when I, cause like it just took up my whole life. Like if I played bad in a game, like that was it. Like life oh, yeah. over that, like nothing else fucking mattered. Oh, I like I, I lost my spot for two games for whatever reason. 
because I was starting, at, like I lost my starting spot. Like that was the end of that was the end of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like was that over. was that was it. Life was over. And then all of a sudden, four years go by. Senior year, I'm taking like less classes because I want to. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to take. I'm taking classes just to play soccer. That's why I was in school. Right. Like I just went because that was the next thing like soccer players did, and like you got recruited and you got a scholarship, so you just go to play soccer, and um. So like once that was over, it was like, all right, peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the next day it was like, all right, what the fuck do we do all day now? Like yeah, what, now we got to figure life? it out. Like what is this business degree that I have? Uh, you know what I mean? Like what mm-hmm. am I doing here? And then yeah, I ended up taking like six years of college because I was barely taking enough classes just to play soccer. And then well, what student, were some of the other businesses that you started? Um. So like, I mean, you didn't have, I didn't have money. So like there were, they weren't actual legit like LLCs or anything, but like uh-huh. you're always, I was always just trying to make money on the internet. Um, just like, let me go, let me backtrack. So, I mean like right out of, we started a website based around that you crush thing in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was doing pretty well. You ever heard of like a little, I feel like, no. how old are you? 25 word yeah i'm 26 so like my freshman year of college um there's a site called like a little and it was just like you anonymously can like say something about someone else in like your in your college and like ashton kutcher was an investor it was this huge thing and then all of a sudden like then like a couple years later um it just wasn't around anymore for whatever reason and then me and my friend started like a Twitter page. It was like in Connecticut, like Yukon crushes or whatever. And then I started blowing up. So we started like just starting these Twitter and Facebook pages for like the, these anonymous crushes. And then I was like to him, I was like, yo, I know how to make websites kind of like, let's make a fucking website and like put Google ads on it and just try to make money. And then, so that was one of them was you crush. The website did really well. We turned it into the app completely stopped and then from there i was so in the app world after that just like i made two games (laughs) one was uh okay this penguin game called icy penguin it's actually sick it was actually a sick game but like (laughs) we just had no way to promote it so it just like didn't get a lot of downloads um and then i was in the process of i was trying to get people to because I just knew ways to like, there's people out in India and China that will make you an app for like $400. You know what I mean? If you're able yeah. to like figure it out. So we, I was just super into like games and um, so I created a bunch of games and then I don't know, I was just trying a fucking million things. I had like this whole like production company built around me where I was doing music videos for people and photo shoots. And that's how I was surviving after college, like in Boston. Hmm. Um, just like doing music videos that some of them were pretty good. And then I don't even know. I kind of just started going into like the creative side of things. And um, I don't know. I always get random emails of like fucking random things. I'm like, Oh, remember that business I started for like a week. It was always just trying something <laughs> and then just like it didn't work. And then I was like, fuck, this isn't working. And then giving up. Cause I wasn't like actually, passionate about it because i never thought that like yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i never thought that music could be a fucking could be a thing so i never took i never took making beats seriously i always just did it for fun but 
Right. It's hard I to do you, anything like if you don't have the passion in, in some yeah, sense it's, of the word, impossible. like around it's impossible what you're doing. Yeah. I remember I had a uh, internship like right out of college. It was like a sick internship too, but like I didn't even want it. I just like the the kid that we hired on as a CEO like hooked me up with it, and it was like a kid from UMass Lowell couldn't even get it. It was like a really good internship, and it just like oh, it was fucking horrible. It was for like two months, <laughs> and it was like it felt like six years. Like I don't know. I just can't. I just can't sit in a cubicle and do something that I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. And dressing up to go to work, oh my god, ah, dude, I could never. I wear every day. I go to my office. I wear just like a sweats. Yeah, what's your what's your daily schedule like now? Like, how do you? Because you have so many like, even like when I was just introducing you there at the beginning, like I don't even know because I feel like you're just a just like a personal brand slash entrepreneur. That's how I look at you, anyways. But like, totally, yeah. what do you, what do you think your, what's your daily schedule like, like these days? Uh, I mean, I wake up every day at six, I would say, uh, I yeah. try to make it to my office by seven. And, um, so I have, I think six, six full-time employees right now. Nice. Um, so I've, I started like a, a separate brand for myself. So I have big DOS TV, you know, I, I built it up as over 5 million subscribers, um, and I've been trying to like fade out of the spotlight a little bit. Just, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking how sustainable is it really? You know, I can't be like 30 years old doing pranks on a college campus. So, <laughs> um, that'd be a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so like, let's start another channel where basically I have college kids doing the same thing that I'm already doing. Yeah. Um, but it's, I could grow it so much bigger, so much faster. Not only that, I'm building it to sell. Big DOS TV, I can't sell because my name's attached to it. Like you yeah. said, it's a personal brand. Uh, the goal of this is to be like, um, I don't know, a similar brand would be like, no one's really, think of like, uh, like a guy college version of like BuzzFeed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the goal is to like be putting out you know, multiple videos a day. Uh, we just we just launched our own website. What's um, the channel called? So it's called the Daily Dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're mainly doing pranks. Um, we're adding more comedy sketches into it. We're doing interviews, and the goal is to just make it like a funny, like college-based uh, humor brand. Um, and then we're doing. We have a full-time writer that's pumping out articles on our website. Um, and the goal is to just continue to grow the brand. Um, that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. So I'll get in the office at like seven, work on emails, edits, stuff like that. Everybody else gets in at nine. Um, the employees, everyone that works with us, they do a nine to five. So we have a full-time actor, a full-time actress, three full-time, uh, camera guys that, uh, film and edit. And one of them is also a graphic designer. And then we have a full-time writer. And, um, so we got like a 2000 square foot, uh, warehouse. that has got like four offices attached. Um, so I'll be there from like 7 AM to about 6 PM. I would say just working on whatever project it is. I've kind of trained them to film and edit, uh, and direct how I would. Um, so basically now I'm just like reviewing their projects. I'm kind of like the creative manager, um, 
slash like executive producer. So I'll just oversee everything and come up with ideas and review stuff. And then also keep my personal brand afloat. So um, if I'm out in the office, we're, we're on the road or traveling. We're mm-hmm. going to Europe uh, in two weeks. We're going to do London, uh, Amsterdam. What are you doing and there? And Paris. Just filming pranks. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the, the new project, uh, The Daily Dropout. We started it in January of last year, so it hasn't even been a year yet, and we're over 700,000 subscribers. Damn, that's lit. It's a good idea. That's like a new, like... I mean, that is just like a fucking 2019 <laughs> fucking business exit <laughs> totally, idea. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because, <laughs> like, obviously, you hear a lot of fucking ideas for a business that you want to build and, and have an exit route. But that's like, I never even thought of that. You know what I mean? It's essentially just like a way to have a company and sell it. Because you remember, I was just thinking, you remember that dude, um, Fred, like way back in the day, first dude to hit a million subscribers. I don't. This is like a this is like a long time ago. This is like okay when fucking Shane Dawson fucking started on YouTube. <laughs> like this is like okay. two thousand like nine or something. But um, he was the first dude to hit a million subscribers, and then like a couple a few years ago, I'm just like diving through YouTube, whatever, whatever. And I was like, whatever happened to that fucking? Because I always look at people that blow up and then i always think about rappers or whoever that just like fall off because i think that's mm-hmm. my biggest fucking fear is just like not really falling off like popularity wise but just like i don't know just like failing <laughs> and just like <laughs> fucking right going broke i guess but like i went back to check fred's channel he's the first dude to hit a million subscribers and then like some other some some company like bought his channel out like a long time huh. ago and it just like, it just like, the engagement was fucking horrible because oh, like, I bet. it's just like, yeah, if it's not the right fit, which it's usually not, it's going to be shit. Yeah. It was just like those kids, kids videos or something. I forget what it was. But oh just yeah. Like, it's awful. And it was still called Fred. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> but. Oh my God. But yeah, I was just thinking about that when you said that. Cause you started a couple of things, right? Like I remember you started that, the party. Yeah, you, yeah. You were, the, uh, did you do like a Kickstarter for that, or was it just like a? Invest? Uh, it was an Indiegogo, yeah. but we didn't reach our goal, which ended up to be a good thing because I just really didn't have time for it. It's yeah. like one of those side projects I probably never should have started. <laughs> but I mean, I have them for sale on my site. They're still pretty sick, but we never really did anything with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun though. I mean, we just got to like drink beer all day. It was like a keychain that like was a shotgun tool, a golf tee, and it did like a bunch of other shit with beer. I don't. Do you? Do you uh, are you? Are you a guy that goes out every weekend? Uh, used to be. Um, um, not as much anymore. I've been married for about two years now. Uh, but my wife's super chill. Like. I'll still go out probably yeah. like once or twice a month. How's that been? That's such a that's such a young age to get married, man. Yeah, dude. I, I always wanted to get married like when I was like thirty, but I just met the perfect girl and everything was like I was like, I cannot not marry this girl, which I feel like <laughs> is how it should be if you're gonna get married to somebody. So and she's two years older than me, so you know, she had a little more urgency than I did. Uh <laughs> but we you know, we dated for like four years before we got married yeah. 
So I was with her from 19 to 23. I got married, I think, uh, like a month before I turned 24. Dope. Which is crazy. That's like a young age. Like, but like back in the day, like that's so normal. Like even for our parents' generation. Yeah, it's just time. It's just fucking change. Yeah, totally. But no, I still go out a lot. Um, always been a big like party yeah. guy. Yeah, I, I think I stopped like. I stopped when I was about to go broke, <laughs> but like it was funny because I I was in Florida. Like, I mean, it's after college. I did that Eucharist thing. It kind of fucked up. I was doing nothing, going on tours. Like tours are fucking like you're going out all the time, whatever. And I went to Florida, and the second the second I got down there, I was like, oh, sick, yeah, we're gonna go out on the weekends. Like, I'm just gonna drive Uber during the week. You know what I mean? Make some money mm-hmm. and fucking go out on the weekends and like. I don't know. I wasn't. I hated driving Uber, so I didn't make enough money. And then I was like spending it on the weekends that I would go out. And it, and like Orlando was sick. It was fucking ninety degrees in the middle of winter. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but like I think just one day, me and my roommate were just like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> like <laughs> just going out and just like we were just going out and just getting trashed. Like that's all. Like we were just going to fucking clubs just like they have the craziest clubs down there and like we were just like fucking college athletes like that just fucking partied all the time so we were just like just getting trashed and like we woke up the next morning like we're not even like meeting anyone like we're just like going out and just going to clubs and just bouncing around like idiots like around the clubs like that's hilarious and then we woke up one morning and we're like dude should we just fucking stop drinking and i was like yes let's do it and then we just completely stopped. Uh, then you're like, okay, this this Orlando's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we kind of realized, like, oh shit, like we were living. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? But um, yeah, honestly, that that turned out to be like, I think a month after I did that, because I, I I was I was like, I was just drinking, like I wasn't doing anything crazy, but like, you were just like drinking and like just partying, and like I think a month after I stopped, I just like. I just saw way more clarity in my life. I found the the producer thing and like, I like committed to something and like, I don't know, just like, even though I wasn't making money yet for another four or five months, which isn't actually that long, but at the time I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like it just gave me so much more clarity and like I had like a direction I was going, but I don't really, I try to stay away from all that. I mean, I don't really have a choice now, but like in general, I was trying to like stay away from, all that shit but um yeah man what do you think the next big like what do you think the next big goal is that you're trying to achieve with everything um what do you think like the big goal in general is because you definitely have a lot of different directions i think you just like creating stuff totally um Uh, I'm, i'm trying i mean i'm trying to grow the uh the new channel that I'm starting that I was telling you about, the Daily Dropout. Yeah. Big Dos TV, like, it's such a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Um, like, I'll be like, oh, let's get it to 10 million subscribers, and the next day's like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just want to keep creating, like you said. Um, do you ever have, I really t- wanna... do you ever t- have times when you're out there doing pranks and you're like, dude, what the fuck am I? am i doing <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like every day you have no idea 
I'll just look at my cameraman because, like, he I, he, I can't hear him because he's, like, you know, far away yeah. in the bushes. He can hear you, though. <laughs> Which is ridiculous enough, but he can hear me. And I'll just be like, dude, what the, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like, <laughs> what, what am I doing with my life? Like, if this wasn't making me money, like, You'd be a loser. this just doesn't make sense. Like, what the... <laughs> What the fuck am I doing? So like I'm 25 years old, fucking with college kids while they're trying to go to school to earn a degree to make a living, <laughs> and I'm just out here like. You know what's crazy though It's like someone from the outside, like, n- like not, not being hip to what's going on right now. It's so crazy to just like, to just like look at your videos, hear you say that, and just look at your videos, and then. Um, I mean, I love your videos, but like someone not knowing anything about the internet and how it works. And then on the flip side, fucking two seconds ago. So I'm, I'm up at 6am at the office at seven. I got eight employees and like, you know what I mean? It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy that like, it's just like a legitimate, like fucking business. You know what I mean? Like all this internet right. shit, like you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. I love it though. My like my goal is to like continue to do it but not be the dumbass in the video, you know? Yeah. What do you think is like <laughs> what do you think's the most like out of all your videos like the most just like I don't know, like awkward, dangerous, like craziest situation you've ever been in? Uh there's a couple. The first one that comes to mind was uh the what is it called? Do you know where the nearest bank is? <laughs> I knew uh, I don't know if I you've had seen a that. You were going to say that. I was about to bring that but up. But we were in, I can't remember what part of California it was. I was staying, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like the Phase House, but um, I was staying at the Phase House with like a bunch of like video game dudes, which yeah. is a whole other crazy thing. Yeah, I always thing, talk about like, them on here just because like they're rich as fuck, just like yeah. from playing video games. But so, anyways, I, I'm buddies with a few of those guys. So I was staying at their like, 18 million dollar mansion or whatever the hell it is and so it's like in a really nice neighborhood so at the time um i had rented a like really big like white van like a like a rapist van kind of just putting (laughs) a a mattress in the back like they had plenty of rooms inside the phase house but for some reason i was sleeping in my van outside of the house (laughs) why i was just going through like a hipster stage or whatever so i had this idea that we would get like you know five of the guys and we put on these ski masks and and black like jumpsuits and we would drive around asking people where the nearest bank is because we had to make a deposit and so we're, we're driving around after like the fifth person that we ask um he was just like fuck off like started like yelling at us called the cops we're like okay whatever let's get out of here um so then uh we get pulled over by the cops as we're leaving the area and then all of a sudden another cop car comes another cop car comes fast forward a few minutes there's probably 10 cop cars they all get out of their cars they have like m16s they're all posted up they're all pointing their guns at our car i'm surrounded by like 12 cops pointing their weapons at us and they get like on the intercom they're like sir could you please put your hands in the air so all of us put our That's hands crazy. in the air and our stupid fucking ski masks <laughs> like they think we're legit bank robbers <laughs> and they're like uh take the keys out of the ignition throw the keys into the street. So I threw the keys into the street and then we had to step out of the car one by one, walk backwards 
towards the police, get arrested uh, one by one, which was really scary because my dog was in the car. Yeah, I think that and was I like that he was gonna. I think that was like the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was like the uh, part of the video where you're like, oh shit, what is the dog gonna do? Yeah, What's, what is his name? Bear. I was like, right? holy shit, yeah, bear. Like he could have gotten shot. Like so, I felt like a shitty dog owner, but like, I don't know. I just. I was going to leave him in the house, but then, you know, I, I, I didn't, it didn't really, which is stupid to say, it didn't really cross my mind that we would be like arrested at gunpoint, you know, yeah. when I was leaving the house, I was like, oh yeah, bear, like, I love you, dude. Just like, <laughs> come with me. <laughs> and then, you know, something horrible could have happened. So that, that was like the shitty part about it, but luckily he was obviously okay. Yeah. And, uh, they were nice cops the, too. Yeah. They the were. cop, the cops let us go. Um, one one other time that was actually potentially even more scary. Um, I don't know if you've seen like the nerd beatboxing videos. Potentially, yeah. Which I I have this uh, buddy. Well, I'm not. Be I'm not more of like the hype man. But um, there's this buddy of mine. His name is Ozellus. Uh, he beatboxes. He's he's insane. Like he's a sick beatboxer. Um. And so we we had this idea of like dressing up as nerds once again um, and going into Compton and like showing people the beatboxing skills. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know, there's like, I filmed in Compton probably five or six times prior to this and everyone is always super chill, uh, awesome people. Um, but we always kind of stayed out of like the neighborhood areas, try to stay more in like public areas. Mm -hmm. So we're filmed by this train station that I always used to film at, but the wireless mics we were using kept getting like real bad static reception. So I was like, all right, like let's move over, you know, to an area that's more like off the beaten path, I guess, but there's still like lots of people. And there's just, I mean, there's tons of characters in Compton, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we're, we go to this area, we're standing on the street corner and this suburban uh, full of dudes they i'm pretty sure they all had like it was either red or blue bandanas on one of the two they're all in like wife beaters two of them were like hanging out the side of the car as they hit this corner you know blasting rap music like typical like like gang bang dudes you see in like the movies yeah yeah um and as they hit the corner that and not to mention about five minutes before this a girl that we did the beatboxing for she's like what are you guys doing out here we're like what She's like, what are y'all doing out here? We're like, what do you mean? She's like, I just never seen uh, two white boys together in Compton. And we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so we're sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So these guys hit the corner and one of them leans out the window and goes, what the fuck y'all doing out here, boy? <laughs> and it was like the the way he emphasized the word fuck just, just sounded like he was about to kill us. <laughs> it just sounded like he was going to kill us. And they hit a u-turn through the middle of traffic and start speeding back towards the corner that we're at and i'm like oh fuck like these guys aren't joking around like we're either about to get jumped or they're about gonna do like a drive-by on us so me the other nerdy beatboxer and my cameraman we all take off running through these alleyways and it's like this big like chase of like these gangbangers trying to like catch us or running through Compton we go between a few alleys and we hide out in like McDonald's and like holy shit like I think those guys want to kill Dude, us what the fuck? <laughs> and so I was like okay we're gonna call a lift we'll have the lift take us to my car that's about half a mile away 
in this parking lot. Every single lift that I call cancels the ride. No one will come into Compton to pick us up because of the area that we're at. I try Uber, same thing. The drivers won't even come to that area. I was like, oh, shit. Um, and I'm getting sketched out because they know we're in that area. And I'm thinking if they find us at McDonald's, like that's not going to stop them from doing whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So I was like, all right, guys, you guys stay here. <laughs> I got us into this. I was like, I'm just going to sprint towards the car fast as I can. And hopefully I'll make it back to pick you guys up. So I take off in my nerd gear, sprinting through Compton. I imagine this is like a like a slow mo like. Is this scene like is any of this on a on a YouTube video <laughs> no, or none this of is... this is anywhere? Damn. And uh it's the Kyle Beats exclusive exclusive <laughs> yes. Hey yo, Kyle, this shit's crazy. <laughs> um so I'm sprinting through Compton. It's like I just like imagine like the slow mo with like the music, like do 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 do. I can't <laughs> you know, imagine like, being trying to fucking pump with Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> and so I ended up not crossing paths with them. I made it back to the car. I picked them up. We drove to like a safer ghetto area and finished the video. Damn, that's crazy. I would have been out yeah. if fucking if that happened. I would have been like, all right, fuck this video, bro. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we, le- we left Compton and we went to like a more like a safer yeah. area, but there's still more, you know. That's crazy. I guess HUD. But yeah, I was like, my flew my buddy out for that video, and he was leaving the next day, and it was like an hour till it was gonna be dark, so it was like crunch time. Dude, I was in uh, downtown LA once, like at night with uh, my my fucking with Cam and. um fucking we were going to like we were going to like some dude's house a musician whatever he had an apartment in uh the city or whatever like downtown and like right before we got there he's like all right he's like i want to actually uh go grab this dude a bottle like a wine or something i forget something just because he hasn't seen him in a while whatever he's gonna go to the liquor store grab a bottle of wine so we were just like walking through like i don't know where the fuck we were like downtown la and then we were going up like this dark overpass type of thing it was like this weird like i don't know it was like a weird overpass it wasn't a highway but it was like a weird like street overpass thing right. we were walking up and some dude and cam's like the same way as me we're like you kind of like knows like you know when you're around someone and they don't really notice they're like dude can you fucking see what's going on here something's going on like he right, kind of has right. that sense of like all right we're there's some something weird going on here so like this dude was like walk like started walking really fast behind us just like oh, walking fuck. and like um we didn't turn around because like what if it's just, just a dude walking fast you don't want to turn around and just like stare <laughs> at him and then uh so we like we, oh like, sorry mr fast walker for turning around. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, i apologize <laughs> I know now. I mean, I you're just, just walking fast, but um, <laughs> fucking whatever. We just we just kind of walked a little bit faster together, and then we started uh-huh. just. And then he was like, kind of like coming up behind us. We like looked back for a second, and then we started like doing a little, doing a little skip, you know. And then like we got to the point <laughs> where he was getting like close, and then we turned around. And he's like kind of behind us, and like he kind of just mumbled some shit and like pulled out a fucking knife. 
and we were just what? like out of there <laughs> just like you got just sprinted printed as fast i had like Dang. i had like a fucking bag on me with a camera and shit too and like at the time i didn't have money to buy another one so i was like dude fuck this i'm not losing this camera <laughs> fuck it. like i played soccer in college bitch i'm out <laughs> and i knew cam was like cam's fast cam plays basketball like i was like i'm out of here fucking that's, that's and we awesome. just fucking sprinted so fast and like that's crazy i don't know I feel like I'm always just ready for a situation like that. I was in downtown oh, yeah. Orlando fucking um, in October and those fucking um, the Orlando shooting happened while I was driving Uber oh, in wow. Orlando. And then the next October we have we, we didn't go out. the whole, We stopped going out before that. But like um, like that next October, we we're like, all right, we'll go out for Halloween. Never been out in Halloween for Halloween in Orlando. We get there. It's just like. The whole fucking four blocks is just packed with people. It's just like a, they kind of close off the center of downtown and like Orlando and just like no cars can drive through. And I was like, dude, there's like fucking 4,000 people in this one street, not probably more actually in this one street area. And like everyone's in fucking costumes and shit. And I was like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's scary. It's just like that sixth sense of just like you feel like something bad is going to totally. happen. Like there's a dude it's wearing like... up. You got to think about that to I know. The, like these days too, you know? Some dude's wearing like a Freddy costume and he's got like the fake fucking uh, blades on his fucking fingers. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it's crazy. How... um, Like... Do you think you'd ever want to put out an album as like you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would totally. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, I don't want to do it though until I could really just put the the work and the time into it because I'm such yeah. a perfectionist that like if I'm gonna do something, I want to do it the right way. So, I mean, before I'm 30, I definitely want to drop like a banger album. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I'll send you I some songs that I'm happen, working on. Fucking, they're like literally the first songs I've ever made. And like, oh yeah, they're um. I'm happy with the progress I'm making. <laughs> I'm not really like awesome. fucking rapping, but like I make trap beats and just like basically, okay. you know, the shit you'd fucking hear on the radio, um, right? Just because like that's, I don't know, that's like the fucking the FL Studio producer fucking is what I am. But okay, um, yeah, that'd be dope if you did that. I would like to hear you rap like. Like, I would like to hear you actually. Do you have any songs that are just like actually you that are no, recent? I don't. No. Damn, that's crazy. I need to. I just don't like my voice. Really? Yeah. Dude, nobody I likes I don't their have voice, a good voice. <laughs> nobody likes yeah, it's their true. voice, dude. Me and, but yeah, I really don't like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> what, for rapping or just like in general? It's for, for rapping. Yeah. I mean, me like, and I can't um, sing for shit, I can't hold a tone. Me and this other kid were talking, like, just, like, I mean, like, your voice is just, like, an instrument, too. Like, you can, you can, like, learning that, the bit, the best thing I learned is that your voice develops. Like, it's, like, it's, like, yeah, some people have better voices than others. Like, I'm not going to be on a fucking American Idol. But, right. like, you can definitely develop your voice so it's just not as bad. Because, like, putting... Knowing how, to, knowing how to put together a song is different from being a talented, like, rapper or, like, singer. You know what I mean? 
Like no, definitely. There's a lot of dudes that are like. There's a couple of dudes that are like came up on the producer scene. Like shout out to Aries that like he even says it himself. Like he's like I, I don't have like he just I th- he just knows how to put together fucking sick songs and he has like lit songs and he's now he's like coming up hard as an artist and um, yeah yeah it's crazy. I mean I I would love to get back into that. I just want to do like. Like, I've just been itching, like, lately I've been getting that creative, like, vibe. Like, I'll hear stuff on the radio or, or I'll, you know, I'll listen to Cam's stuff. Like, th- the stuff that Cam does is, like, really similar to the kind of stuff that I want to make, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, like, the, I don't know, just the vibe that he has. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, man, like, I just want to I wanna go all in and just, like, get back into music. But I think the first step is just like making a single, you know, not getting too excited. Like, oh, I'm going to do an album because it's mm-hmm. such a big commitment. Um, and I like I talked to Futuristic the other day um, and he was like, dude, like albums aren't even where it's at anymore. He's like, it's all about singles, singles yeah. and just trying to make this smash single. It's like the, so you know, what it's like, know dude, what? it's like, sorry, keep going, keep going. No, you're good. I was going to say like everyone that I talked to is just like, you know, do a single. It reminds me of like the vlogs, dude. Like it reminds me of yeah. why put why put all this effort. It, I look at like Roman Atwood or something. He's putting all this effort into fucking one. I mean, this is years ago when he was still doing pranks, but like mm-hmm. he's putting all this effort into one video and it gets five million views. Or he can post a fucking vlog every day and they get they each get way less views. The same. If well, you, they could, some of them even get the same. Yeah, but if you put them, to, if you add them up, it's just like. It's just it's like, more. yeah, it's just content, dude. It's just like, that's how Russ kind of came on. Like, he just posted a song every single week. And then, like, week yeah, one. Consistency, man. Week one, he posted a song and got three fans. Week two, those three fans listened to the week two song because it was a week apart. And then week two, we got three more fans. And then he has six fans now. And it just turns into a giant fucking snowball. Right. Where he went, like, 90-something weeks doing that. 100 out a song every week it's crazy but yeah and it just doesn't let any like songs go like unnoticed like there's so many good songs right. by artists that go really unnoticed mm-hmm. there's so much content out there yeah how do you feel about like how do you feel about like views and and like i had a conversation about this in the last podcast like how do you feel about just like stressing over views and like, have you ever posted a video that you were like, all right, dude, this is going to get fucking 10 million views and it just doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah. All the time views. What I've noticed is views will net views never actually match the quality of the work in the video. What do you it's mean? It's like most of my best videos have the least amount of views and my worst videos have the most views. Like, yeah you should never like judge your work based off the amount of views that it has because it's not equivalent to the quality um views is literally just title and thumbnail that's all views yeah. is and then what's inside is just how people perceive you like, you know that's your reputation so what do you think about like because so now that like because Producers have like a personality now. Like, if you watch, I'll, I don't know if you watch any of my videos, but like, fucking 
my videos, I vlog, I do cinematic stuff, I make a beat, the beats are lit, like, it's kind of just in my studio, but I try to vlog in it and make it personal and whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, but I always tell people to just, like, try to do something different, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you copy mm -hmm. someone else, it's just going to be the B version of that. Like, what? how do you yeah. see, because, like... The producer, I feel like producers are one of those niches that just the type beat game where you search like Juice World type beat or whatever, whatever type beat. Uh -huh. That game is like it, it that like system was almost treated as like an Amazon search to whoever was able totally. to show up on the first page was making six figures selling beats. You know what I mean? It is like Amazon. Mm -hmm. You sell iPhone chargers and you show up on the first page for iPhone, whatever charger you're making millions of dollars selling iPhone chargers. And that was like the difference. Yeah. So like producers like went ham and every single fucking word and they started marking their beats as free on YouTube and whatever, whatever. How do you think about someone that wants to come up as a YouTuber, like creating, like what would you tell them to do? Cause I feel like you have more experience than fucking anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta you gotta follow the trends because that's how you're gonna get noticed but you also gotta do original original work because that's what's gonna make you different i mean getting noticed um i mean it's not that hard these days like it you, you just you know follow the trends you know like a challenge or whatever that someone else is doing but when they come to your channel you got to have like a bunch of like original shit that sets yeah. you apart um so it just got it's it's a you gotta have a balance of both, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have a fucking catalog too of like stuff. Yeah, totally. They're more likely to follow you. Yeah. More videos are better. And consistency is the biggest thing of all. So it just increases your chances. It's like just planting seeds left and right. Eventually they're all gonna grow and continue to grow and like you said, snowball. It's lit, man. It is a lit. Um, how'd you how'd you uh, how'd you figure out that you looked like Clay Thompson? How did that all happen? Uh, so many people just commented on my on my videos. Like I got thousands of comments. It's like, oh, you look like Clay Thompson. So I was like, all right, I'll be Clay Thompson. <laughs> I feel like that was that was like a very cultural like you like for me looking at you. I feel like that was one of your most like culturally viral things oh yeah you know what i mean yeah dude it was even though it doesn't one have trending. like the most views on youtube it's like everyone right. fucking knows but like my fucking sister's boyfriend knew about that yeah it was like it was trending number one on youtube twitter and snapchat damn and then it was on espn it was on five different espn shows the next day like a, it was crazy i'm I, it only has like 14 million views on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure. Damn, that's it. All in all, it, it, prob <laughs> it probably had, it probably seen over 500 million times. Yeah. At least, maybe more. That's so insane. Yeah, I was just watching it again. You guys got all the way to what? So I have to ask you, what happened after you guys drove like into the fucking stadium and got to that so garage door? We, we went into the tunnel and then, so the players bus came in behind us. Yeah. And so they're like, you got to turn around. So we turned around and then there's like a player's parking lot where all the player's cars were and we just parked there. Oh, and then shit. we went out and started messing with people. 
That's yeah. crazy. What do you what do you think your what do you think your goal is now for the next like two two three years? Um, honestly, just to continue to put out as much content as possible, and um, hopefully make a lot of money doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like I got like money allows you to continue to make awesome like content, and then also I just want to live life and kind of splurge a little bit and have fun it's lit blow it is lit but um all right this thing is gonna end soon for those of you who don't know big Dawes, where can they follow you instagram twitter youtube instagram twitter youtube facebook it's just Facebook's big, it's just big Dawes. just at big Dawes. yeah uh big Dawes tv big Dawes tv so big d-a-w-s tv word but yeah um Dude, I appreciate you coming on here. Thank you so much. It was an honor, man. Let's make some music soon. 100%. Yeah, we got to like fucking... I'm going to send you some beats and fucking do shit. And we should find a f creative way to fucking collab or something and mix the fucking worlds together. Once I hit, uh, awesome. once I hit 500K... <laughs> I'm gonna oh, yeah. hit. I'm no, getting dude, 10k we'll a month then. though. I'm gonna hit 200k hey, in three months. There we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Fucking, I love it. This is a great podcast, mixing worlds together, and um, it's lit, bro. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, best of luck to your mom. I'll keep her in my prayers, man. And um, thank you. Let's, let's make some magic happen. Let's get it. So that's it i hope you guys enjoyed that like i said literally we just met each other for the first time while recording this podcast but yeah shout out to big dos that was dope uh it was cool to see his side of things like youtube starting rapping those stories were <laughs> those stories were pretty ridiculous um uh, as well so i hope you guys enjoyed and um yeah if you haven't left a rating on the podcast app or spotify this podcast is on every area situation place that you can listen to podcasts spotify itunes soundcloud wherever else you listen to them anchor i don't know those are the three main places but um yeah also if you guys have noticed my website was down for a few days it is back up now if you are wondering uh, it was down just for random technical nerd reasons um and i had to figure that out just some firewall random crazy stuff so um yeah, go follow me on Instagram at Kyle Garvin Beats. Go follow the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow me everywhere. It's lit. Content. Amazing. Let's get it. Thank you guys for listening to this. Another one will be going out in the next week. And yeah, till the next one. Peace out.